Welcome in, everybody. I am very excited to be back on the KCOU Airwaves on a Saturday. What am I doing here on a Saturday, you might ask? Well, KCOU has a fun uh, little tradition called Sports Saturday. I should probably introduce myself, by the way. I'm Jack Knowlton. I host three shows regularly for KCOU, Box to Box, The Penalty Box, and The Unwritten Rule, which is, of course, features this song quite heavily. But I stole it for Sports Saturday. I'm very excited. Um to be joining you guys on the airways for the next two hours. But uh, the guest I have on for the first hour hosts her own show um, mm-hmm. that has just recently moved to the A-Stream on KCOU. It's my good friend Kara Brown. Kara, welcome. Sports Saturday. Hello. Is it, is it weird being in KCOU on a Saturday? Um, like, kind of. doing your show, kind uh, of? Yes, doing my show is weird. I have come on on a Saturday before to do a football, oh my gosh, <laughs> football game or basketball or whatever. Sure. I also said, Jack and I were hanging out before this, and I was like, I hope my voice doesn't crack on air today. Right Took about the 10 bat. seconds. <laughs> that did not work out for me, so that is great. Yeah, so, you know, welcome on to Sports Saturday. Of course, for those who have listened to both Box to Box and the Gold Standard, we've come on each other's shows um, yes. pretty recently, so I guess it's a it's a re repeat of the, the little crossover special that, mm-hmm. uh, that we did before. So, um, you know... We kind of wanted to split this Sports Saturday in half between the content that our two shows provide, mine, of course, being soccer and Kara's um, being Olympics. And with this particular Sports Saturday, we're going to talk about Kara's favorite Olympic sport in figure skating. I've done some scouting. I'm very excited. But I'm being selfish and kind of stealing the show first to talk about some soccer stuff because, um, you know, I don't talk about it, the league, nearly as much as I probably should um, on box to box regularly. However, the MLS Cup final is happening right now, um, featuring, of course, the Portland Timbers and New York City FC. It's in overtime. They're in the 116th minute right now. Um, it's tied 1 1. Uh, NYCFC scored first in the 41st minute, and uh, Portland managed to tie it in the 90th minute. I haven't been able to watch this game yet at all today, but I'm trying to find this Portland goal because that's obviously very very thrilling stuff. Um, then yeah, the championship game might go to penalties. Um, I guess Kara, quick prediction. If it goes to penalties, who do you think is going to win? Just, you know, out of the blue. Okay. So based on all of my MLS knowledge, which is none at all, I'm going to say Portland wins. You're going for Portland. Yeah. I will shout out my, uh, my uncle and my cousin who are both from Portland. Um, Uncle Adam and Sam, they are some true Portland Timbers fans. They were at Portland's Western Conference Finals game that sent them to the MLS Cup. I don't believe they're at this game, but maybe they are. Because I think uh, they changed the format of the MLS to where uh, the team, I believe the team with like the higher seed hosts it now. So, gotcha. Um, they, might, they might be there. I don't remember. But they'll have to send me some pictures because I don't have anything. But, um, yeah, I'm cheering for Portland, I think. I've, I've always been a... A subtle Timbers fan. I have a Portland Timbers hat that I wear sometimes. But truth be told, I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest MLS fan. At least from what I can gather from the stats off of this game, looks like New York City's dominated possession. There's been oh my goodness, there's been a lot of fouls. Um, 18 for New York and 16 for Portland. Three yellow cards uh, for NYCFC and two for the Timbers. So they. This is it's been a scrappy game. It seems like from what I from what I gather at least. Um, from the statistics, Portland's out shooting New York 19 to 13. Um, so yeah, I think you're getting you're getting pretty much 
any form of soccer action you want, which in a cup final is is all you can ask for. And free soccer is, of course, always nice with a game that goes to overtime. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. I guess you know we'll keep we'll keep everyone updated throughout the show. Whoever wins the MLS Cup, um, exciting, exciting stuff. But Kara, you and I talked about uh, the Premier League a good amount um, on when you came on box to box. Um, yes, we did. Which, of course, at that point we were doing predictions because there were some midweek Premier League games, the Premier League normally on, like, Friday through Sunday type of deal. Um, and, you know, they went back to that format this weekend. There was no games yesterday in the Premier League. Oh, no, there was one game yesterday in the Premier League. I'm mistaken. Brentford uh, took down Watford with a 90th-minute penalty goal um, to send them up to ninth in the Premier League table, which I think is a really, really good start for Brentford. Um and then there were a bunch of games in action today. Man City beat Wolves 1-0. Arsenal took down Southampton 3-0. Uh, Chelsea and Leeds in a bit of a thriller, 3-2. Um, Chelsea needed a 90th-minute penalty themselves uh, to overcome Leeds United, which would have been a big, big loss uh, or a big, big draw, I guess. Um, for Chelsea, Liverpool took down Aston Villa with a Mo Salah penalty. And Man United um, winning against Norwich City, of course, um, they have their new appointed manager, Ralph Ragnick, who came in um, from... He worked, he worked on the board for a club in Russia and is now Man United's manager. Um, Kara, what, what do you remember from the games we talked about, I guess, uh, when you came on the show? And are you surprised by any of the, the results that you saw today? Um, no. No, nothing? <laughs> nothing is, like, standing out to me as shocking. Um... I mean, a lot of these are probably what I would have guessed, like, predicted, because it seems like, I mean, maybe Man City Wolves was, like, closer in a matchup, but, like, a lot of these were some of the top teams against some teams that weren't as good, so... I feel like it, they were pretty easy to predict outcomes. Yeah, I think I think that's valid. One thing I'm just noticing and looking at all these scorelines, there were a lot of penalties. Man City's only goal was a penalty. Chelsea needed two penalties against Leeds. Um, Liverpool won because of a penalty. And Man United got their only goal in the game because of a penalty. So just kind of a funny trend. Um, you know, the PK, never can't ever forget about it because <laughs> it, can, it can make or break teams for sure, and it did for a lot this week. Um, I do actually want to go back to something that, you know, a prediction that you had made on Box to Box, if I remember correctly. Um, one of the midweek Premier League games, was it Arsenal against Man United? Yes. Was the game. Um, I think you, you do deserve some airtime to talk about that game because you were excited about the Gunners' prospects against Man United, you know, given the form, the run of form they were on headed into that game. Um, what happened with that game? And, you know, how did it impact your prediction? You know... I can't say that I watched this game, so I don't I don't really know what went on, but I really thought Arsenal was going to win. I like I felt it in my gut. I was like, yeah, they've been doing so well recently and like it was Man United that had the issues with like their manager, right? Or like it yes. fired their so, manager. Yeah, Man U had just fired their manager at the time. I don't believe they had known that Ralph Ragnick was going to be their interim coach yet either. Okay, yeah, so, like, they were going through turmoil. Right. I was like, yes, this is Arsenal's game. Written in the stars. It was not Arsenal's game, (laughs) and I hate that for myself. Yeah. Kara got a a dose of, I think, something Arsenal fans have been given for a really long time, which is the the level of disappointment when Arsenal are, are close to reaching 
some sort of pinnacle of success. In this case, it was like, you know, it's a big game against Man United. Arsenal didn't have super high expectations, but they're they're really, you know, in amongst that third to sixth place position, trying to fight in around there. That was a game they needed to win, and they had a golden opportunity to do it against, like Kara mentioned, a team with coaching turmoil. You know, you don't really know what team's going to be put out there. You don't know how it was. It was Michael Carrick, who was a former player for Man United, mm-hmm. who was their caretaker manager for that game. So they didn't even have their part-time manager who they've hired now and Ralph Ragnick there yet. They had an assistant coach coaching that game, and they still managed to get the win over Arsenal. So yeah, it was yeah that was an unfortunate one. I I remember seeing that scoreline come through, and I was uh, I was just like, oh, this is yeah. you know you, you've experienced some true I think pain that a lot of Arsenal fans have gone through. Yes, it was painful for me for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, and Arsenal since then, I mean, got a big three nil win today, but mm-hmm. then they lost their next game. They went out and lost to Everton too. So um, that was a Demare Gray 90th minute winner that that won that game for Everton. So Arsenal right now down in sixth. Eight wins, two draws, six losses. I guess, Kara, do you want to give a, a, a prediction for for the Gunners? We're basically just making you an Arsenal fan, which is kind of <laughs> yeah. unfortunate. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Uh, but. That's tough. If, I guess with what you've said they go through, <laughs> I don't really want that for myself. Right. Um, like, prediction for what they're going to do. Like, um, I guess I'll, I'll say, you know, the Christmas period in the Premier League season is very important because it's kind of okay. like, I don't, I can't, I should have looked this up when I first raised this question. I don't believe it is the actual halfway point of the season, but it's like a milestone. It might be exactly halfway, actually. Okay. But it's like the halfway point in the year. Okay. So, you know, Arsenal, let's see, Arsenal play, I believe they have a couple more matches before Christmas. They play, uh, looks like two games and then they play on Boxing Day. Where would you like to see them on Christmas or ahead of that Boxing Day game? So results in their next two games. Okay, so... What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, Their next two games are against West Ham and Leeds United. Yes? Yes. Okay, hold on. I'm going to quickly... Okay, so West Ham is four right now, and Leeds United's 15. Okay. Right. Um, they need... need. They can't lose to Leeds. That'd be so embarrassing. <laughs> like, as a team that's trying to be up at the top... Mm, if you lose to Leeds, I have no faith in Arsenal ever again. West Ham's going to be really tough, especially because uh, Arsenal. Now, I said they had a lot of momentum, and that's why I had a lot of faith in Arsenal. Now they don't have the momentum right. anymore. It's not the same. Not the same place. So that's kind of tough for them. They also, I think they were fifth then. They've now fallen to sixth, which... That means what are so it's the top four and then the fifth. What what does that mean again? Um, so the top four qualify for the Champions League and that fifth place spot gets a Europa League spot. So the European League right below the Champions League. Okay, so Arsenal was I think when I last came on in that fifth spot and right. now they've dropped. So I honestly don't see them getting back up there. Maybe they burned me once and now I'm like they'll never burn me again. <laughs> Arsenal's falling now because they didn't beat Man United. Right. So do you think they're going to fall down or just stay kind of right in that sixth spot? I I think they'll probably stay around six or seven, but I don't think they'll get back up into a top five situation. Yeah, I think that's a fair call. Leeds United are a team that I think can be kind of a spoiler, even though they're not where they want to be either um, in terms of their placement in the table. But, I mean, 
just looking at their game this week, they pushed a Chelsea squad who are in second place to, um, or third place to, um, you know, the brink. They mm-hmm. they they only lost three to two. But yeah, I think Arsenal and that game against West Ham is also huge because that's both those clubs are in London. Those London rivalries are always very feisty games. So that's going to be a big big game, I think, for the outlook of Arsenal season if they can overcome West Ham. Get a good win against Leeds heading into that Christmas period. Um, you're set up for a pretty easy uh, Boxing Day matchup against Norwich City because they're in last place. So, yeah, I mean, the expectations are our Arsenal win both those games. But I don't know, like you said, if that's necessarily going to happen. Um, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see, you know, what like kind of happens moving forward for the Premier mm-hmm. League in general. Like, there's... There's a trend. I don't, for a long time, the statistic was, I believe, every team that is in first place uh, at Christmas wins the league, and they there were two exceptions. Who do you think, what teams do you think those two exceptions were? Teams that Brief were quiz. in so, the lead at Christmas. Yeah, but then didn't end up winning okay. the league. Hmm. I believe this is a correct stat. <laughs> I hope it's wrong. I'm it just might, kidding. It might be wrong. Um... Is one of them Liverpool? One of them is Liverpool. Is was that was it recently? Um the second one I think was pretty recently. It wasn't I don't think it was in the last it wasn't the year they came second because I don't think they were in first. Okay. It was a couple of years ago though, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna save you some trouble for the other one. They were both Liverpool. Oh, they, they were Liverpool <laughs> did it twice, um, where they were top of the table at Christmas and didn't end up winning the Premier League. One of them, I believe, was in 2013 when one of their most legendary players, Steven Gerrard, they were playing a game against Chelsea. He was drifting in like the back line and they passed it to him and he slipped and uh, Chelsea attacker cut the pass off and ran in for like an easy goal that wouldn't have happened if he hadn't slipped. So um, they fumbled the bag there. And oh. then in their next game that I think would have also secured them the title... They just needed to draw with, I believe, Crystal Palace, and they lost like four-one. That's so tough. They, they really, uh, they Liverpool like throwing away titles. But I mm-hmm. ask that because, of course, we are a couple of weeks away from that Christmas period, and there is a really, really tight race at the top of the Premier League table right now. Right now, you've got in the current state of things. Um, obviously, there's still games to be played tomorrow, so some teams are on 15 games played, some are on 16. Um, right now, in first place, we have Man City with 38 points. Second place is Liverpool with 37 points, and in third is Chelsea with 36 points. Then there's a big drop-off. Even though they've only played 15 games, West Ham are down in fourth with 27 points, so they're not going to be, even if they win tomorrow, they're not going to be moving anywhere in the table. They're too mm-hmm. far behind Chelsea. Um, I guess I'll, I'll just ask which of those top three teams are going to be at the top of the Premier League in that coveted first place at Christmas spot. Well... That is an interesting question that you pose. <laughs> um, hmm. I can give the matchups to the teams they play, like kind of going forward. Yeah. If you want as do well. Do that. Okay. So Man City's next couple of games, they play um, Leeds United, actually. Okay. On the 14th, so this upcoming Tuesday, and then Newcastle. Oh, uh, okay. So they have a pretty easy schedule. Not too bad for Manchester City. Um, Liverpool are going... Also to Newcastle, and then they play Tottenham on December 19th. Okay. And then Chelsea have Everton and Wolves as their next two games before the Christmas Christmas Day, I guess. 
Yeah, well, I hate to say this because I know you're you're a Liverpool fan, but I do think Man City is going to keep their. You think top Man City spot. will stay stay at the top spot? Yeah, they're already there, and like their next couple of games are just too easy. I don't see them falling. Yeah, I I'm inclined to agree. Uh, Man City have scored 39 goal or 33 goals in the league this year and allowed just nine. Um, they're you know pretty much an unstoppable force. Yeah, like. It pains me because Liverpool have only lost one game all season, but they, they're they still in second place because there's a couple games they've drawn, and Man City just find ways to win. Mm-hmm. Um, they have so many offensive weapons, they can just outscore teams when it's all said and done. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'm inclined to agree with you, but it's very exciting. I did, uh, on the Unwritten Rule the other week, um, pick... It was like a, we did a sports Christmas wish list, so we picked one thing gotcha. that we want to see happen in sports, and I said, I hope Liverpool are in first place at Christmas. I guess we'll end the soccer segment with that, okay. or just generally. What would you want one thing on your sports Christmas wish list? It could be anything. Ooh. It doesn't have to be related to Christmas either. It's just something you wish for Okay. to happen for one of your teams. Okay. Ooh. A lot of my teams need some... Some good wishes. Some Christmas magic. Right now, yeah. Um, But I think what I'm going to say would be my Christmas wish for one of my teams is that my wish would be that Patrick Mahomes return to old form because he simply has looked trashy this season. No disrespect, Patrick, but he's looked trashy. So you'd want him to go back to, like, the year they won the Super Bowl kind of play? Literally any year except for this year. <laughs> like, I, they keep showing his stats, like, this year compared to other years. It's horrendous. Like, it's so bad. The interceptions are terrible. He's not getting, like, I think he still has quite a few, like, touchdown passes, but his yards are way down, and, like, yeah. uh, it's trash. But yet, like, you know, it's similar to what I said with, with City. The Chiefs, like don't seem to be playing well, but still find a way to win. At least, like, recently, I feel like that's um, been... Like, they've won ugly, kind of. Yeah, because they're playing trash teams. Right. I mean, like, they beat the Cowboys, which was, like, kind of good, but I think the Cowboys are kind of fraudulent because they, they're they not looking as well. They, they're yeah, not playing as well recently. They've been on the, down, the downward spiral. Yeah. Um, Mike McCarthy did promise that they will win their game tomorrow. Um, he like there's like that's huh. the statement. He was like, "We will win this football game," and I'm like, "Now you're definitely losing." Yeah, no, I kind of no hope way. they don't because I picked against them this week. So right. Um, okay, so just Patrick Mahomes returning to yeah to winning form because I could wish for like the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl this year, right? But that's too easy. <laughs> you I, only have one wish. You can't. Yeah, yeah you if can't. Patrick Mahomes returns to old form, the rest of the season's fun, and they win the Super Bowl. There you so. go. Covering your bases. I respect yeah. it. Okay, well, that is Kara's, I guess, sports Christmas wish. Mm-hmm. Let's see if Liverpool can go top of the table at Christmas. We'll have to see. Um, we're going to kick it to a short break, but when we come back, we're going to chat with some figure skating. Switch up the yes. switch up the, the talk on this sports Saturday. It is currently 526 p.m. Central Standard Time in Columbia, Missouri, and you are listening to, I don't know, Sports Saturday, I <laughs> yeah. guess, on KCOU 88.1 FM. Look at me. Busy as a bee, where'd I get all this energy? Oh man, mm, man, I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh man, mm, man, get these hairs all out of my face, get these bugs all out of my place. One. 
the hottest project of this year, possibly next, come down to our studio in the Student Center, and we can mix, master, record, edit, engineer your whole project, your whole artistic experience wrapped into one visit. Please come down and visit us. If any of this interests you, please email sessions at kcou.fm. back everybody to sports saturday on kcou 88.1 fm uh you are tuning into the hosts of uh three kcou shows <laughs> and the host of the gold standard in kcou 88.1 fm i'm jack nolton and alongside me is kara brown kara yes how was the how's sports saturday going so far it's going how's your, great how's your sports saturday experience um it's been great <laughs> only negative so far is that i did have my voice break very early in the show that was if you took the uh the over on the amount of minutes that would take to happen you, i you're disappointed i i seriously would have been way off i think i i would have said it'd take until about now yeah. for my first voice it was, break it was right away it, when it the voice like the isn't warmed up though it's like that, yeah, that's I think true. I should start doing voice exercises before, like the like um, yeah. red leather, yellow leather, that yeah. one. So I, you know, you can talk. Really, clearer. really warm up the voice. Exactly, the vocal cords. Yeah, I also want to um, take a moment. I I am the host of the Gold Standard, yes, but I also <laughs> host a podcast with my friend Katie Athey. It's called the Different States of Mind podcast, and our premise started out as. Like, she's from Maryland, I'm from Missouri. How did our different places we grew up and different experiences shape us and make us view things differently? Now it's kind of just us talking every <laughs> week, having having some fun. Um, Jack was on for an episode. It's, it's called Man Bands. Definitely go listen to it. Um, but definitely go listen to just all of them because it's a lot of fun for us. So we want people to listen to it. Yeah, go check out DSOM for sure. Um, yes. Also, we are going to um, we're going to steal another segment yeah, we're from another. Steal. From, I, like, we're just going to put it out there. We're going to steal another segment. We're plagiarizing from this. A, yes, we are plagiarizing a segment real quick before we dive into some figure skating discussion. Yes. So um, you also would have heard them on Sports Saturday mm-hmm. this morning. Um uh, KCOUers Chase Madison and Luke Magnanti host a show on Friday mornings called Cup of Bro. Great show. Yes. Um, definitely go check it out. But uh, they do a little bit where Chase is, of course, a he is a coffee aficionado, some mm-hmm. might say. So they do a little segment where he brings a different uh, style coffee into the studio and tries it out. And then Luke gives it a little review or, or guesses what yes. Chase's review is going to be, I should say. Yes. Um, so, Kara, you brought in a coffee. You're a I coffee drinker. Did. I am not. Yes. We're going to steal the segment. That It's perfect because that that's it, their it dynamic. Our, our dynamic's the same. I'm going to need you to pass me the post-it notes Uh-oh. in the studio because Chase does write down his that's score. That's right. They make it this very is official. Also, 
It's a score from yesterday is the top thing that's on, on the here. It's a 7.4. <laughs> I go. will say, I tuned in to Cup of Bro yesterday morning, and Chase had an Irish cream cold brew. Ooh, sounds and, fancy. And um, Luke and the guest, they both guessed in, like, the sixes mm-hmm. for what Chase's rating would be. Chase's rating was a 7.4. I guessed 7.1. On my own. So you were close. So you're, so you're taking some bragging closer. rights there. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, because what they were saying was like Chase didn't seem super excited about it. So they thought it was in the sixes. But I was like, no, no, no. Because like seven's pretty like base. <laughs> so I I felt like I knew. Fair I enough. knew Chase's rating very well in that moment. But yes, if you want the OG Cup of Bro or like a coffee review, definitely tune into Cup of Bro. Yes. We're, we're just doing some promotion for them. A little, yeah. little switch up of the people doing <laughs> This is just the a review. promo. Yeah. Um, so what coffee did you get? What I have today, I have a dirty chai, which is a chai tea latte with espresso. Usually I have a grande. Usually in a grande I get two shots of espresso, but I got this at like 4 p.m. So <laughs> Probably I got, not the best idea. Yeah, so of... I got one shot of espresso. I will say it's a little bit sweeter than I would like. Okay. But I did that to mm. myself. Um, but a dirty chai is one of my favorite drinks and starbucks dirty chai is great can you also hand me a pen so i can write down my score thank you everyone that wow that was well heard through the through the mic yes the pen pass okay so hmm, i've been given some hints while kara's writing down her number i've been given some kind of clues as to what i should guess because it's one of her favorite drinks but she said it was sweeter than usual and not the normal size i was also on cup of bro and i had to guess i didn't do too badly and i do not know coffee um, all of the things Kara said that was in her coffee, I don't know what most of those things are. Um, I've heard of tea before. Um, <laughs> I've heard of tea. I don't know what, never mind. I'm not, I'm not going to make myself look, uh, hmm. look more foolish, but, um, do you have your guess locked in? <laughs> you mean my, my score? Your score, yes. It's not a guess. I, not a I guess. know my score. See, Cup of Bro does this better than we do, so. <laughs> we're we we're not we practiced. Yeah. That's our thing. Okay. Okay, I you do, have. I have my rating. You have your score, so it's out yes. of 10. To the uh, to whatever the first, first decimal. decimal place. Yes, I'm gonna guess a seven point two. Uh oh, I'm way off. You were so close. I was. What, what was it? Seven point one. Yeah. Oh. I almost. Dang. I was going between seven two and seven one, and I was like, "It's just too sweet." Is my thing. <laughs> so, Should have known. Yeah. Fair enough. But I'm I'm proud of myself. I did not think I get that close. I also kind of didn't want to put seven one because that's what I said I guessed for chases. Oh yeah. But I was like, but that's what I felt. That's what, that's it, what I felt. It felt <laughs> like a honest, seven one. Of course. All right. Well, yes. For a probably more well done version of that, listen to the actual <laughs> Cup of yes. Bro on KCOU 9 a.m. on Fridays. Luke McNanty and Chase Madison. It's a great show. Okay. Yes. Now we're shifting over to I suppose the gold standard portion of this Sports Saturday, our number one. Um, Kara, what are we talking about? Yes. So on the gold standard, usually each week I go through a different sport and I'll have either just myself or I'll have a guest on and we will talk through the sport, the history, the last Olympics, Beijing coming up, everything about it. But today I thought I'd do something a little bit different because I became a big figure skating fan during the 2018 Olympics. And so I thought it'd be fun if I showed Jack a couple of my favorite skates from those Olympics. Like, these skates are what got me so into figure skating. So they're a big deal to me. 
and kind of talk through them. And they're all actually also important to um, the Olympics. So I thought it'd be fun to watch them and talk through them. Jack has already watched them. I sent them to him earlier. So he has some notes. I, I do. know. I have questions. Questions. Have many questions. Perfect. So here's my thought process on how we'll do it. I'll give you a little bit of background to the skate and then I'll play it. We can just like talk through it. If you had questions about the skate when you watched it, we can like talk while we're watching Got it. Got it. Um, and then afterwards, if you have any questions after, we could talk about it then. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. So this first skate is a free dance skate by Maya and Alex Shibutani of the United States. They are siblings. They are also known as the Shib Sibs. That is, that is an awesome nickname, first it's of all. It's so fun. Um, they did their skate to Paradise and Fix You by Coldplay, which, amazing music choice, of course. in my opinion. The man bands. I mean, Absolutely I, I played, we played Coldplay, I believe, as an entrance song into this yes. show. So. Um, so there was kind of, as always in the United States, a real race at the top for the ice dance and it was between my and Alex Shibutani, uh, Madison Hubble and Zachary Donahue, and Madison Chalk and Evan Bates, two of which are still the ones competing. My and Alex do not compete anymore. They retired after this Olympics. But um, so for like the bronze medal, they were all supposed to be in a really tight race for the bronze. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit of backstory. So I'm just gonna go ahead and hit play. I have it playing in the studio. So. <laughs> Very fun. If it'll work, hopefully. Yeah, sorry, I was trying to get the sound to go. <laughs> you really have to, when you're watching figure skating, have the music going yeah, to really seems... appreciate it because the artistry and stuff, a lot of it is dependent on the interpretation of the music and how the skate goes to the music. Um, so we do have to have the sound on in the studio. So you might be able to hear it a little bit in the background. Um, but yes, Maya and Alex, like I said, they became my favorite figure skaters after this competition. Like I watched them. They also competed in the team competition, which was before this. This was the individual competition. And during that, I was like, oh my gosh, I love them. So I remember staying up like during high school until like probably 11.30 p.m. And I like had to turn around and get up at like 6 right. the next day. And I was like watching the these free skates, this free skate competition, because I was like, I have to know if they're going to make the podium. And there was such a like divide between the gold and silver medalists mm -hmm. and then those who were competing for bronze. So it wasn't a situation of like, oh, they could compete for any of the podium spots. It was like, oh, they're either going to get bronze or nothing. Wow. And to put it in perspective, Madison Hubble and Zachary Donahue scored, I think, like a point or so less than Maya and Alex did. Like overall was the separation between them mm -hmm. and Hubble and Donahue ended up getting fourth. Right. 
And the way it happened was Zachary Donahue got like a little too into the skate and like threw himself down on the ground, but it wasn't part of the rehearsed choreography. Oh, no. So they called it a fall and he got a one point deduction. And if he wouldn't have gotten that one point deduction, they would have gotten bronze. And that cost him, so that cost him a medal. Yes. Wow. And I was so excited about it. Because <laughs> you were rooting for them, yeah. Because I wanted my and Alex to be on the podium so bad. And I just absolutely was, like, entranced by this skate. Um, so right now, this is their twizzle sequence. Right. And for One those of the best of you, terms in sports, by the way, that I've learned yes. is a twizzle. If you don't know what a twizzle is, it's basically spinning around pretty quickly on one skate. You have to be, I think, on the edge. You, like, get graded on being on the edge of the skate. And then also, it's not like a traditional spin where it's stationary. You have to be also moving across the ice. So it's really hard to keep your balance. And then also, they have to be synchronized to be the highest level. Right. And Maya and Alex do a great job at the Twizzles. They're very synchronized. They move a lot across the ice. Um, they get. They were known for, like, their Twizzles and doing very well with their Twizzles. They also, I don't know if you noticed, but they moved their arms around during their Twizzles, mm. and that helps your grade of execution, too, because if you move your arms, like, up and down your center of gravity changes. Oh, sure. So yeah, it, it makes it a off. lot harder to keep your balance if your arms are moving. So uh, they, they incorporate... Because I can imagine when they're choreographing all this, they're like, where do we try? Oh, we're going to move our arms at this twizzle. Oh, we're going to do this, you know, rotation or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, they factor all of that in in addition to having to choreograph this. I mean, this is like a four-minute like four performance, right? Yes, so the free program is around four minutes. They also do a short program, which is their first program, which I think is like two minutes. Wow. Yeah. And so like one thing that really impressed me about like their performance, like you mentioned, like the synchronization of it, I could like this just comparing it to when I was watching the other uh, skaters that you that you had, had sent they looked like genuinely very happy to be like mm -hmm. doing their routine. Like I think it definitely helps that they're siblings, but like you can tell they enjoyed putting in the work to like get to this point. Like they were yeah. all smiles through the whole thing, mm -hmm. which when you're concentrating that much on what, like not only, you know, the physical toll that doing something like that takes, but also remembering all the choreography and the routine and not having to mess up moves. Like, and still like beaming through that whole thing was yeah. very impressive. So I was like, that's why, and now it makes sense when you explain that context. I was like, how did they only get bronze? But mm -hmm. that's, I mean, that shows the level that you have to be at for, for that competition. Yes. But I was very impressed. And I, it was just, it made me happy. I was like, this is so wholesome. Mm -hmm. It's just two siblings. Like, I have watched that skate an ungodly number of times. <laughs> like, you have the routine down? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have it memorized. Down to a it's all up here. If I could skate, I could do it from memory. Not really, but. <laughs> No, it's so much fun. It was such, like, a good thing for the United States, too, just yeah. to, like, get on the podium in that competition, um, which was – people thought that was going to happen because it was supposed to be between the three U.S. Uh, teams. I never know what to call them because I hate calling them pairs when it's not pair skating, but, like, whatever. Gotcha. Um, 
but it it's so good. It's genuinely so good. And Maya and Alex, I follow them both on Instagram and I used to be subscribed to their YouTube channel. They're just like so nice right. and so genuine. So it's fun to see people like that do well at their sport. It's awesome. I feel like the Olympics more than almost any other competition does that where it really connects you to an athlete. Like, yeah, I don't know. You get, they do such a good job of giving people's back because they have to, because no one really knows who these people are first. Like, you know, you, this Olympics got you into figure skating. Then you learned about who these people were. It makes you, makes them more fun to root for. Right. Which I think is cool. All right. What's the next one? Okay. So our next skate is another ice dance routine. And it really might take the cake for being my favorite, like, free skate ever. I love this one so much. It is Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer of Canada, their Moulin Rouge free skate at Pyeongchang. Now, um, Virtue and Moyer are one of the, like, I'm pretty sure one of the most decorated teams slash athletes in Olympics history they were on the podium in, I think, four different Olympics. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure they were on the podium from 2010 to 2018. That's a long time for figure skating, too. Yeah, which it does help that it's ice dance. Right. I will say there is more longevity in ice dance gotcha. because they don't do jumps. So That's impressive in any sport, though. Yeah, so they are... They were the favorites coming into this competition, although it was going to be a tight race between them and Papadakis and Cicerone of France. Um, and it was also known that Virtue and Moyer were going to retire after this skate. Oh, okay. So, the last hurrah. Yes. Um, they, I mean, are just incredibly good at their craft. And they'd been skating together for so long, and you could just tell that, like, their chemistry together was so good. Um, yeah, so- that, and now that you provide that, like, backstory, it makes, like, they seemed like a mm-hmm. pair that had been doing this for a long time. Like, the trust they had to pull off some yes. of the moves they pull off in this routine was, I was like, that doesn't, you don't just do that no. with someone you're paired with for the first time. No. Um <laughs> Their chemistry, actually, in this skate was so good that it sparked up a lot of dating rumors between them. That's funny. That kind of doesn't surprise me either, just with, the like, how the routine is. But Yeah. The routine is um, kind of, it's like... It almost tells a story a little bit. It like, does. It's like, um, that is because it's two music from Milan Rouge. Right. And so it follows the story of right. Milan Rouge. But... The goal is in skating to kind of tell a story through your skate. They do an amazing job of it here. I do think part of that was music selection, but the skaters get to choose their music. So, like, good on them for selecting a good piece to skate to. Yeah. I think, think like, fitting it with the music is a cool, like, Mm -hmm. thing that you have to incorporate. It almost makes it, like, yes, it's obviously a sport, but it almost makes it, like, an art form. Like, it's, like... Yes. Uh... You know, you're, it's a, it's a way of expressing, you know, like, I guess it's a, it's a way of self-expression, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the choreography that they do and stuff. Um, one thing that was really impressive for me in this run was when, um, oh, I'm blanking on her name. I apologize. When Virtue literally like stand, like 
he lifts her up and she's just like standing while yes. he's like squatting on the ice and just he's like she's literally standing. I'm like, doesn't that hurt? Yeah. Those are blades. Yeah, she was standing on his legs yeah. in one of their lifts. And their lifts in this program too are so incredibly good. And I I don't think they were in any way underrated. I think everybody knew that their lifts were incredible. But their entrances into the lifts were also so good. There's one point where Virtue, like, does a flip and, like, lands. Oh, it's right now. And, like, lands <laughs> yeah. on his shoulders. The first time I saw, actually, every time I see that, I'm like, oh, my gosh. How did they do that? Also, that's got to be so dangerous because, like you said, she has have, blades yes, on, on her, her feet. feet. So, like, oh, it's, like, dangerous in so many aspects, but, oh, my gosh. We're going to get an ad on the YouTube video. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's... That we don't, we, don't love, we don't love promotions, That's but, so bad for us. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, like, it was... I thought this one, honestly, I watched it in my first reaction. I was like, I kind of like this one better than the first one, only because it was, like, the stuff they pulled off, like, you could tell it was experienced mm -hmm. and, like... They trusted the two of them trusted each other enough where they're like, yeah, we can incorporate this in our routine. It worked superbly. So, what mm -hmm. place did they end up coming in? Guess. <laughs> what do you think they beat Papadakis and Cicerone? Based on you haven't from seen what, Papadakis and Cicerone. From what you tell but. me, I'd inclined to say no. So I'm gonna say they got the silver. They actually won the gold. They did. Okay, yes. that's valid though. Because I mean, yes, I haven't seen that the Papadakis and Cicerone run, but. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I think, again, I'm like a first-time watcher for the most yeah. part, so I'm like, all of this deserves gold. This looks impossible. <laughs> but um, I think this one for sure is like, if I were ranking the two I've seen, mm -hmm. I think it's valid that this one got ranked above. Like, it could, I could see it for sure winning a gold medal. Yeah. When you said that, when you watched it the first time, I thought that was really interesting because I was like, it is interesting to me that you could see the difference in skill between right. the two and like... You were correct that, like, this one was better. It was scored better. It won the Olympics. Um, but I thought it was interesting that you noticed that. I agree. I, as much as I love Maya and Alex, and I was rooting for them. Yeah, they were fun to watch, but, like. Yeah, when I saw this skate, because they were also the last ones to skate, because they were leading after the short program. Oh, sure. I was losing my mind. I was like, no, this is the best <laughs> thing I've ever seen. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. It's over. Yeah. It. And I mean, it was like their last run, and then like at the oh, end, yeah, they their got emotion, emotional for sure. they get, they're like so happy, but like it's such a good moment. And I mean, I've said before, I'm very biased towards U.S. athletes in the Olympics, but when I saw them, I was like, no, never and they're mind. They're from Canada, correct? Yes, I was like, I'm rooting for them to win. I take it all back. <laughs> the neighbors to the north. That's fair enough. Yes. All right. What is the what is the next skate you've got for us? Okay, the next one, again, like, I'm going to go crazy over all these skates because I picked ones that well, of course, I, yeah. I absolutely love. So uh, the next skate we're going to be watching is Nathan Chen's free program at Pyeongchang. And the backstory here is Nathan Chen was supposed to be competing against Yuzuru Hanyu for the gold. Supposed to be like neck and neck, neck, neck. battle to the end. 
Um, Nathan Chen is known as the quad king. He was supposed to come out, land all these quads, and absolutely just like... The quad king sounds like a name of like a bodybuilder or like, a, or like a professional yeah. wrestler or something. So he's supposed to be giving Yuzuru Hanyu a run for his money. Nathan Chen, of course, of the United States, comes out in his free program, or sorry, his short program, and it was not pretty. He like, I'm pretty sure... Like completely fell on two jumping passes. Oh boy! And just it was like out of contention for the podium. There was no way he could possibly get back on the podium. And um, spoiler, he did end up coming in. Oh, I should have looked it up. He comes in either fourth or fifth. So he gets close. Yeah, he got so close, and like there wasn't supposed to be a chance that he was close because of what happened. Before. Yeah. So Nathan Chen typically scores around 100 in his short programs. Mm -hmm. He scored an 82 here. Wow. So really, really bad for him. He had, I believe, four quads planned for this program. He ended up doing six. That's what I counted. I was, which, I was, I was happy I got the count right. Yes. Think, which was absolutely insane. Yeah. And like, Unheard of. I remember when I was watching this when it came on at the Olympics, the commentators, Terry Lipinski, Johnny Weir, and I forgot Terry's last name because they just call him Terry but, <laughs> and Terry. Um, they were all losing their minds. They were like, he landed six quads. And like two of them also were not planned. He just threw them in there to get more points. Wow. So you can do that. You can't, you like, do you have to report i guess how many you're gonna attempt but then you can you can do more but not less is that kind of the the situation so you have planned content okay. for your program and there are certain things that you have to do and there's certain rules so like in a short program if you do a single jump of any kind it doesn't count for anything okay you're not allowed to do a single jump in a short program in the free program, you have to have, like, so many jumping passes, and you have to have, like, at least one in combination or, like, something like that. There are certain rules to what you have to have in your program. Sure. As long as you still hit all of those required aspects, you can change it as much as you want. People typically don't because they know, like, what they can land, and also it's incredibly tiring to land I that many imagine. quads. Um, I was getting dizzy just watching the the first one that I saw. I was like, uh, and he does six. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy that he, like, was able to on the fly be like, no, I'm actually, instead of these triples, going to throw in two more quads yeah. to this program. Um, Yuzuru yeah. Hanyu did end up winning, too. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, tough that, like, his short program let him down, but like great. I mean, that's an example of just great individual like resilience in mm -hmm. terms of he was able to come back and like there's so much pressure on just one athlete in a sport like this. So you know, very impressive. Like you know, I have on my notes like he looked like he looks like the best skater in the world in this clip. Like you can see why he was placed in that neck and neck race, even though it didn't turn out well for him. Like this is something to carry forward. I'm sure for him. Like you know, he knows he knows what he's capable of. But yeah, that I I don't know. That's it was very impressive. And yeah, six quads was insane. I was trying to I was trying to keep count as I went. And I was like, and it was funny. I did like I don't know the figure skating moves like 
amazingly well, but when I mm-hmm. saw a quad, I was like, oh, that's a quad. That's a quad. <laughs> that, that's what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Um, all right, well, should we put on the next one just to have, yeah. talk about it a little bit before we run out of time? I think that's fair because this next one, I we we really do need to talk about. Yeah. So this is Alina Zagitova's free skate. She, of course, is from Russia. She was also supposed to be in a very close competition with Evgenia Medvedeva from Russia. Now, we just talked about figure skating. We just talked about the top Russian ladies. Right. Neither of their names are being said anymore. No, that's They're fine. gone. She was 15 in this when she was. She's 15 in, she's in this clip. She's 15 in oh this Oh, my goodness. Clip. That's insane. She's gone. <laughs> she, You're done. Yeah. There's like six very good Russian ladies right now. She's not one wow, of them. That's unreal. Um, and she wins the gold here, which I think Evgenia Medvedeva should have won, but that's just my <laughs> Well, opinion. they're both gone now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. At this point, Evgenia Medvedeva was undefeated. She had not lost wow. competition. So it was, it was a tight, tight race. Sure. But... What Alina Zgidova did here and what won her the gold medal mm-hmm. was she backstacked her program. She put all of her jumping passes in the second half of her program. Yeah. Which I talked to you about earlier. And as you watch it, it's like once you're told that, you can't not see it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing she does, which Evgenia Medvedeva also does, but should be brought up, is she puts her arms over her head during some of her jumps, and that also gets you a higher grade of execution. Because Same. Once the center again, of gravity thing. Changes your center I didn't center even think about that. That's a very, that's a very sound, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, so before the Pyeongchang Olympics, well, and during, but not after, <laughs> the rule was all your jumping passes that were in the second half of your program got a 10% bonus onto the score. Oh, so she just put them all at the end. Exactly. And then just racked up the bonuses. So all of her jumping passes got a 10% bonus, which Medvedeva's did not. Uh, yeah, and so, so that gave her the edge. that's how she got the score bonus. So, so Med- Medvedeva? Yes. She, like, probably had the better skate, but... In my because opinion, of the she bonuses. Did, yes. Wow. Yes. So that's not allowed anymore. No. So after this Olympics, because of this, right. because of literally this skate, the ISU changed the rules. And now only the last three jumping passes of a program get the 10% bonus because they said it wasn't fair. Wow. Now, I actually disagree with that change because it's incredibly difficult to backstack your program like this because. It's so tiring. Usually, um, skaters want to get their like most difficult jumps out of the way right Fast, at the beginning yeah. of a program because you're skating on tired legs once you get to the second half of the program, and it makes it so much harder to do the jumps. Yeah. So I think like if you're skilled enough to put all of your jumps in the second half of your program, you should just be given all the bonus. Like, yeah, fair you, ca- you deserve it. But... Yeah, so they changed the rule. Now it's only the last three jumping passes, and it is called the Zagitova rule. Oh, nice. Named okay, after she, Alina yeah, that's Zagitova. fair. They got to name it, name it after the rules. Yeah, that's interesting. So this just has a, some historical significance to this mm-hmm. skate, in addition to it being incredibly 
you know, it won her the gold medal. So it's an incredibly good skate as well. Yes. Um, she then went to Worlds after this, did very poorly. And was gone. And then, like, fell off the face of yeah, skating. There you go. So, kind of Just like tough. that in the blink of an eye. That is that is wild. That's what, like, adds to the amount of pressure. Like, yeah. These athletes are under for one performance. That's pretty insane. No, it definitely does. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely learned a lot. That's really cool. I had no idea they, they made, you know, rules like that. It's always fun when you, like, kind of watch that history and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you remember this, like, the skate um, or I'll compare it to something that just happened in college football where a quarterback did a fake slide and now oh, they're going to yeah. change the rule and you're like, you know, it's interesting to like yeah. debate that. Like, should they change it? Should it still count? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a uh, that's that's cool. And I definitely learned a lot. And so I'm, I'm glad I could see some of the best of the best yeah. from Pyeongchang. I'm looking forward to, to figure skating in the upcoming Olympics. Should be oh, fun. I'm looking <laughs> forward to it so much. Who's just one skater you want to just see do well if you got to pick one? Ooh. End off the show. If there was one skater that I wanted to see do well, it would be Vincent Joe of the United States. Because Nathan Chen, I mean, you just expect him to do well, although he's been he had kind of a rocky start to this season. Right. But Vincent Joe is always like right there. He's always so close to like being on the podium at big events like this. And he did fairly well at the Pyeongchang Olympics. And so I would just, like, love to see him lay down. Finally win one. Yeah, like, so he came in right behind Nathan Chen in Pyeongchang. He took six. Right. So, like, he's always just, like, right there. So I want so badly. And he said he's going to retire after this season. He's also our age. Yeah, he's, 21. he's going to college, right? That's right. Yeah. So I would love to see him come out, get on the podium, and just, like, finally get that victory that I think he deserves. All right. Well, we'll have to look out if he does for sure. And I'm sure you'll be very busy once the Olympics roll around <laughs> yes. with all of your the gold standard content. So, yeah, don't, uh, don't want to miss it. I've enjoyed this sports Saturday. Definitely mm-hmm. have to come back another time. Listen to Box to Box, um, 10 p.m. on – what day is it? Mondays. <laughs> 10 p.m. on Mondays. And then listen to the gold standard right after at 11 a.m. Yeah. So, um, yeah, any final thoughts before we send it off? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Go I, listen to Cup of Bro and review yeah. your own coffee. <laughs> yeah, review, review the coffee. Listen to Cup of Bro. Review That's the a good way and, to and sign it off. There you go. All right. Well, we hope everyone enjoyed this hour of sports Saturday. You'll hear me in like just a second because I'm doing another hour and another show. So always on the grind. Um, and but other than that, if you're sign if you're signing off the airwaves, I hope everyone has a fun and safe rest of your weekend. KCOU 88.1 FM. Have a groovy time. I bought a ticket to your show. Did you see me? Did you know? I was standing in the background. With the lights down low. I couldn't think of the right words. Now it's just too late. Now you're somebody's baby.
into the penalty box here on KCOU 88.1 FM. How's everyone doing this this Saturday? This is a really weird time. Saturday, Saturday sports Saturday. Uh, my wow. name is Peter Camp, uh, and <laughs> my co-host, Mr. Jack Dalton, here with us. Jack, how are the skies today? The skies are higher than usual because my chair is low. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm like I'm like like way too slouched, and my thing yeah. that raises it doesn't work. What's up, man? I don't know what's going on, but the skies are good. I'm very excited to be on Sports Saturday. I was just on Sports Saturday, you know, for those who just kept listening. Yeah, um, so you're on hour two. Yeah, I'm on hour two of this I marathon. woke up from a 30-minute power nap and nice. thought, I need to go to KCOU. Nice. So that's why I'm here. Hey, that's a, that's a great way to spend a Saturday. And we also have a guest with us as well. Usually we don't have guests 
at the beginning of our shows that we usually have at 2 o'clock. No, that's not right. On Tuesdays. Oh, I raised my chair. I got it. There you go. Way to go, man. Yeah, thanks. And we have with us Mr. Joseph. Joseph, how are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, yeah. He's making his KCOU penalty box debut. He, he is. is. Yeah. He is. How do you How do you feel? Are you proud? Are you honored? Is this the biggest moment of your life? Are you pumped? Uh, truly, yeah. Truly? Definitely, <laughs> definitely honored. Um, how have you enjoyed your Saturday and your weekend so far? It's been okay. It's been just okay. been just been grinding, man. Finals Finals are kicking my bum. Finals are a tough one. Um, Peter, what are we talking about first? Do we <laughs> want to go over the uh, the whatever basketball game happened today? No, I, there is no basketball. There was game no basketball. Yeah, there was basketball today. There was know. no basketball. No, no basketball. I think the being Bucks played, played yesterday. No, nah, we don't care about them. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> first rule you have to care about where the first rule you have to know when you come on the penalty box is I am a homer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I will talk about my teams whenever I can, and I have that power because I'm on. The, I'm behind the mic, Joseph. Uh you know what's crazy? He is the mic. Do you see this mic? I'm behind, <laughs> behind it too. It. Okay, what's your favorite <laughs> sports team then? Oh, if there's a team my... you'd go on a rant about for an hour for a sports oh, segment. Who'd you pick? Uh, probably the Red Wings. Oh yeah, how are they doing? Oh, not well. Well, okay. Four. They're they're in a wild card spot right now. You know, pretty good, especially for a rebuilding team. Yeah, but uh. I hate Jeff Blashill hockey. It sucks. Why? Why? Um, oh, just so many things. The the dump and chase is. It's not the mid two thousands. We don't we don't need to fun. play dump and chase anymore. So that's okay. I I am not a hockey guy. Oh look at this guy from the north. Don't know what hockey is. Listen, Dang. <laughs> imagine being from Wisconsin. You don't play like we don't have big ponds you can play where I live. Like it's, it's a city, dude. Get a pond. <laughs> Get a pond. Just <laughs> just dig a hole, find one, and put water find in and freeze one. it. Find yeah. one. But okay, so that so dumping and chasing is that just where like you Basi- clear it out of your defensive zone and basically it's it's an offensive so strategy where between the 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 red line of the mid right. and the blue line, you can basically just kind of throw the puck into that zone. Into the uh, into the offensive side of offensive zone. So what teams will do is they'll just throw the puck there, and then they'll have one guy chase after it down the ice before the defenders can get it. And it usually like nine out of ten times the defender just gets it, and then they go on their offensive break. I but. was gonna say, dude, you, can I be honest? That sounds lazy to me. It's it's less lazy and more just very boring hockey. It ends sure. up in a lot of scrums at the boards, and nobody wants to watch that. Right. Like it's not exciting. You want some. Some craftiness and some exactly. actual like offensive showcasing. That's valid. That's valid. So a Red Wings fan, I do feel bad that this show is called the Penalty Box, but it's simply not about hockey. Because <laughs> Peter and I, I mean Peter, Peter knows a little bit more than I do, but I'm not, I'm not what you would call a hockey aficionado. I'm a sad. If this Sharks was fan. 2014, I, I could talk your ear off about hockey. There you go. But I took a couple years off and I came back, and the game was just completely different. That he did. Um. But what we are going to talk about, Joseph, mm-hmm. you may know hockey. How much college football do you know? Am I Z? <laughs> just, just Mizzou? Go um, blue. <laughs> so some of us here at KCOU, some of the uh, respective show hosts, have decided to put together a little bit of a pool to to see which show knows uh, or gets the, the most bowl game predictions, right? So we're going to go through um, our predictions for who's going to win each bowl from, you know, the – the, the bowl with Jackson State and Georgia Southern to Alabama-Cincinnati, all the way through. I don't think Jackson State and Georgia Southern are playing each other, but you know you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, or you know what I mean. 
Um, and then we're going to give like a confidence grade we have. So there's 43 bowls. So we have a grade between one and 43. One being we're the least confident in our pick being right. 43, of course, being the most confident. This game is this result's definitely happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Peter, should we dive into it? Let's dive into it. There's a lot of there's a lot of bowl games. There's a lot of bowl games. There's a lot of bowl we games. We could always too if we run out of time, we won't do the confidence one, but we can do the yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll we'll go. So let's we'll start with, with the first power five versus power five bowl, which is the Los Angeles bowl. That's not real. <laughs> that's the that's the Jimmy Kimmel one, isn't it? I it might be. Jimmy Kimmel has a Jimmy bowl. Jimmy Kimmel has a bowl? Yeah. That's crazy. I thought he was more of a plate guy. Uh, oh, the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl. Presented by That's where Stifle. if you're Kenny Van Doren of the Unwritten Rule, you say ratio. Why does he usually? have a bowl? Whatever. Uh, it's Oregon State taking on Joseph has Utah. more respect than that. We're trying to get him away from That's that. That's true. I forgot. <laughs> trying to break him of that habit. Okay, what was it? It was Oregon State taking on the Pac-12 champion. Oh, sorry. No, Utah State. My bad. So it is Oregon State against Utah State in the battle of the last name being State. You know... It's the Aggies, right? Yes. Utah State? Mm-hmm. Give me the Aggies. I don't trust the Beavers that much. I kind of want the Beavers. You kind of want to pick the Beavers? They played Oregon pretty well. The Beavers. You're going the Beavers? All right. Pick them. Oregon State. It's lucky we have three. We have tiebreakers. Yeah? I don't know how confident I am, but like you can't not pick I the Beavers. Not, what, is an, what is an Aggie? You can't not bet against a Beaver. I honestly don't know. I'm and thinking, there's a lot of teams named the Aggies, honestly. too. I'm thinking like an eight for this one. An eight? An eight. All right. We can go eight. We have to remember what numbers we said. I'll write them down. This is a this is a process that we have to trust. Trust the process. Yeah. Even though we saw how that has worked. Hey man, it's worked real in, well in Philly. <laughs> All right, so we had an eight on that one. Okay, next game. All right, next power five. Oh, look at that! It's the Armed Forces Bowl ah. with Army taking on Mizzou. Speaking of Army, does anybody know the score of that game? Oh yes, the Navy Army game uh, is the is classic right First, Army Navy Real quick, game. before we say the score, what are you and and when why? Go Navy, beat Army. My dad was in the Navy for a, a, ever. Oh yeah, that's right. I go back and forth every year. I think yes, last year, I I cheered for Navy, so I guess this year I'll cheer for Army. I am also go Navy beat Army. My aunt was in the Navy um, for a while as well. Well, good news, Navy won. Ah, yeah. the midshipmen go take midshipmen. the win. Go so, midshipmen. so Mizzou's beating Army. I wouldn't go that. Bro, far. Navy. Uh, I don't think you understand how bad Navy, Navy was, was this, year. this year. They were this awful. But Army also has lost like. Weird games this year. Army did. They they showed some graphic during the game that was like Navy had the third best strength of schedule and Army had like the hundred and seventh. Wow. Army's not good either. Yeah, they're weird. Here's what I'm worried about. You know, Mizzou was the second worst rush defense in the country, and Army is known for never throwing the football ever, which you think would make it easier. Are we are we still the second worst run defense in the nation though? I I know we were at one point. It's I, definitely down there. It's, like, it's, we're, we're definitely up but there. But it's gotten a lot better. Yes. Granted, like, the the bar was on the floor. I will say, yeah. I mean, yeah, the Mizzou defense, honestly, by the end of the season, it was kind of the Mizzou defense carrying the load oh, to, yeah. to a lot of those victories. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the quarterback situation is what it is. I, who who would you start, by the way, if you're a lie Drinkwitz in this game? Oh, i probably still start Connor. You think so? I, yeah, I... I don't like Connor, but I think he still gives us the best chance to win in part because he's been in this offense. Like sure. he's 
He's started now two years in the offense. He knows what's going on. Mizzou is now seventh. So they went from two to seventh worst, yes. Dang. They got passed up by Florida International, (laughs) UMass, Stanford, Akron, and Kansas. Oh, boy. So Stanford is the only real school. Yes. Arkansas State (laughs) is the worst school on here. They allowed 3,133 rushing yards and 261 yards per game on the ground alone. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. That's 2,000 yard rushers if they had, like, if it was just between two players. You could have three 1,000 yard rushers. You're right, three. I can math. Uh, So. So Army Mizzou, what we are we can, saying? We can go Mizzou. I'm taking. I would take Mizzou. We can go Mizzou. I'm not. Confident. You know what? I like it. Let's 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 uh, be homers for sure. I Mizzou. would put maybe like 12 on that confidence, but 12? I think it's Mizzou. 12. We have put 12 it is on there. All right. The Gasparilla Bowl, which I love because Gasparilla is a fun word to say. Gasparilla is a very fun word to say. It is Florida against the University of Central Florida. So the national champions of 2016. Yeah, or 17. Or 17. They claimed, going yeah. up against mm-hmm. Florida. I'm going the Gators. I think if the right Florida team shows up, they should have no problem. The problem is if the wrong Florida team shows up, like I, I think Florida's been one of those night and day programs this year. And I think. Night and day. But I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, the right one will show up against UCF and they'll win this game. They don't have a bad coach. Yeah, but they also don't have a starting quarterback. Also they don't? true. What, what oh, sorry. Happened? UCF doesn't have their starting oh. quarterback. Oh. So, I I don't know. I mean, is this a bowl I will be watching? No. No. <laughs> Do I care about either team winning? Not really. But I'm gonna go Florida. We can disagree though. Like you know, oh, yeah. we have three. So I don't. I don't know. I think they tie. I just want both teams they to tie. have fun. Yeah, that's his first motto. tie in college football history. Actually, not history, in but history. in a very yeah, long time. Yeah. Modern day tie. Yeah. I don't know enough about UCF to be like, oh yeah, UCF they got this yeah. guy and this guy. So I'm I'm I'll go with Florida. Gators. What, what Florida. number are we putting on that one? Not confident. I would maybe go like a a, a nine. We go nine. Nine. All right. Next up. Do we want to do the Hawaii Bowl? Sure. All right. Hawaii Bowl with Hawaii and uh <laughs> Memphis. Can't believe they added another bowl just so Hawaii can play in the Hawaii Bowl. It's true. Um, was but what was that? I don't who, know. Who did that? I don't know <laughs> what that was. That? I don't <laughs> know if that got picked up or just went in our headphones, but there was a weird, like... It was a weird buzz. sounded like a buzzer. Yeah. Anyway, Memphis, Hawaii, who do you have? I want to pick Memphis. The only Boo. reservation I Joseph. have... <laughs> <laughs> the only reservation I have is that it's in Hawaii. So. They always play in the Hawaii Bowl. Right. Like, yeah, like Hawaii gets a home game, but wasn't Memphis... Decent this year? I thought Memphis was all right. Yeah, they're all right. I like those AAC teams. I think yeah, AAC I think the American is on the up. I'm going to go Memphis. Until they lose all of their teams to the Big 12. Right. And then Eastern Carolina runs the show. <laughs> Memphis, and I'm going to put like a, like a 15 on it. All right, 15. 15. Go okay. Tigers. All right, but next up, what do we got? Let's go the down the time. list. Let's start reading. What about the Auburn ones? Uh, let's do the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> That's power. No, five. they're the Eagles, Joseph. Ah, because they can't pick a lane. <laughs> we got Mississippi State taking on Texas Tech in the Liberty Bowl. So, as the I guess I'll call myself the resident Tech expert, which is kind of sad, but Texas Tech are a very weird team. I think I would lean Mississippi State in this game because 
Texas Tech are like what I said about Florida, but to the even more of the extreme, where the right Texas Tech team shows up and they can really go toe-to-toe with almost anybody in the Big 12. But when the wrong Texas Tech team shows up, game over against almost anybody. So I think I would go Mississippi State. I think they'll they have like the more consistent performance heading into this game. So that's that's my thoughts on it as someone who's loosely follows. Yeah, Texas I'm gonna be honest. Football. I didn't think Texas Tech was bowl eligible. They were seven and five, eight and four this year. Really? Wow. Yeah, they finished above Texas, above Kansas. Well, Kansas is, that doesn't mean Texas anything. Texas is back, folks. Kansas finished above Texas. It's true. That's sad. Yeah. Horns down, man. Um, yeah, I think I, I don't know. Texas Tech had a surprisingly good year, but they just lose some weird games. I would go Mississippi State. Mississippi State was they were ranked, and I just always thought, why? <laughs> they finished six and six, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tech were. Oh, I just lost it. Here it is. Tech were. Wait, am I tripping? Are you? Can you? Oh well. Should you? Tech had a better record than Texas, but they went three and six in the Big Twelve, which is basically oh. my point of how they don't know which team showed up. I'm, Pick I'm Mississippi a, State. I'm gonna I've go Mississippi State. Uh, what do you want to throw on it? Oh, like a three. <laughs> three. <laughs> that game will be weird. Nice. I have a feeling. This one is one I'm very intrigued. Actually, we'll wait to do that one. Okay. We will do West Virginia, Minnesota in the Guarantee Rate Bowl. I don't know much about West Virginia. They finished six and six, four and five in the Big Twelve. Minnesota, they were eight and four. Eight and four. Probably, probably go Minnesota. I guess I'm gonna go with the soda. The Gophers. The Gophers. Any any disagreement, Joseph? Nah, nah. I would take the Gophers. Minnesota. And I'm gonna go like a like a seven. seven. Did we already do seven? No, no, we did not. I seven. Have the, I have your numbers kept being kept track of. That, Sounds good. This one, I don't, we'll wait to do that one. Oregon, Oklahoma in the Alamo Bowl. Oh, I think we should wait to do this one. You want to wait? No idea what is gonna happen <laughs> in this game. Just the 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 bowl of wow, we were really disappointing this year. Well, Let's yeah, have the a bowl, bowl of game. like neither of us have a coach, like. <laughs> what is going on? Because yeah. I don't believe that uh, Venables is going to coach in this game. No, he's not. Mm-mm. And Oregon don't know who's on their sidelines either. I, I don't Chip think. Kelly. No, I think um, it's that DC from they, Georgia. Yeah, they hired. Uh, they hired. It, hi- it was like hire La- it was Lanning. Is that his name? Lanning. Yeah, DC at Georgia. Oh yeah. They said there were reports that said that he got hired, and then reports saying that that was a fake report that oh. he didn't get hired, and then I saw other reports that said the fake reports are fake reports, and that he <laughs> did get hired. So, so uh, what I'm going back, what it all goes back to is we don't know. <laughs> so we don't know, but we're pretty certain it's this guy. Yeah. Kirby, for what it's worth, Kirby Smart also said that Dan Lanning is going to be Oregon's coach. Oh, okay. well, so, there, yeah. there you go. So, I don't know. Do we want to pick this one? I think I know what confidence I'd put on this one. I'm seeing a lot of ones. A one. I would. I would very quickly put a one. I'm going to lean towards Oklahoma. Yeah, just because I think Oregon peaked early. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Boomer Sooner. Oklahoma. Oh, that's a two. One. Oklahoma. Uh, Music City, Tennessee taking on Purdue. Uh, if Purdue is David Bell playing, I do not know. If David Bell is playing, I'm going with Purdue. If not, I'm going with Tennessee. We are looking up David Bell's injury status as we see, because David Bell is going to go high in the draft. He, was, he is. He's very talented. I think he was number yeah. two or three in Bolitnikoff voting. Something like that. 
Very, very solid. He's a stud. Oh, yeah. I do not know if he's playing. Uh, David Bell has. Yeah, he declared for the draft. Does that mean he's not playing? I mean, Caleb Evans is also declared, and he's more likely than not going to play. Um, I think we go Tennessee. You want to go? Let's go Tennessee. Oh, yeah, I would take the the Vols. The Vols. You want to do like ten? Uh, yeah. This 10. it seems like they're still relatively unclear as to whether he's going to play though. But he is very, very talented. Definitely a name to watch. Just like Rondale Moore from from Purdue as well. Uh, this one's going to hit a little close to home for you, Nolton. It oh. is the Las Vegas Bowl, Arizona State taking on Wisconsin. So. I have been so unconfident in Wisconsin all season, mm-hmm. and then I saw this bowl result, and I was like, "I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna win relatively easily against Arizona, Arizona State, State." Is very fraudulent. I agree. I think the Badgers got this one. I'm, I'm gonna back them. I, I'll, I'll agree with if you. If you guys trust me on that one, I know Graham Mertz is what he is. However, the guy to watch is Braylon Allen. They're running back, 17 years old. And he's playing huh? college football. Yep. Huh? Yep. He skipped a grade and I think reclassified. He and skipped a grade? Something like that. And he's 17. Oh, my God. He's 17 and I believe he can squat 600 pounds. Okay. Well, That's not real. He's a robot. There's no way. He's a robot. It's. I mean, it's the, it's the, oh my it's, God. It's the Wisconsin RB factory. I mean, it's just, it's a pipe. That's line. a child. It is. It's a, it's a <laughs> child. It is. Literally. He is not a legal adult and he runs for 200 yards. What do you want to do? Like 30, 30, 32. Yeah. 32. There we go. Wisconsin. And if I'm wrong, it's very Badgers if I'm wrong, like in terms of they would find a way to lose this game, but I th- I think they'll be all right. Wisconsin, 32. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. I he turns uh, 18 on January 20th. Yep. Oh. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Um, let us. hope he stays for four years. <laughs> Please, Braylon. <laughs> that man's gonna declare at twenty and be an incredibly high draft pick. Let's do three. Probably. Let's do three more games. Let's do Clemson, Iowa State in the Cheez It Bowl. I'm going Clemson. I think Iowa State are kind of frauds. Yeah. And Clemson have been on the up and up. I feel like pretty I, recently. I don't know. I feel like that one's just a game of the frauds. Venables is gonna coach in that though for. I think Clemson, in terms of what you would have expected for them preseason coming in, are definitely frauds. But I think they are more recently performing better than Iowa State. That's fair. Yeah, I don't trust Iowa State. Clemson will do 15. All right. Do you have a favorite college team outside of Mizzou, Joseph? Michigan. Should we? Let's pick their game. That's a big one. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Michigan, Georgia in the Orange we gotta Bowl. Pick, we got to pick one playoff game at least. That's fair. Now, I'm upset with Michigan, so <laughs> I'm going to go Georgia <laughs> just because that defense is absolutely insane. And I don't know if – is it McCarthy, the quarterback? No, it's Cade McNamara. Cade, Cade McNamara. McNamara. I don't know how much success they're going to have running the ball because one of the things that killed Iowa was the fact that they ran all over Iowa's defense, and I don't think you get the same level when you face Georgia in a college football playoff game. So I'm going to go with the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, Joseph, I don't want to be too much of a downer on your Wolves, but I watched this Georgia team in person when they played Mizzou. Granted, it's Mizzou, and Michigan are quite a large margin better than Mizzou. (laughs) But... They look 
pretty darn unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how anyone wants to step on a football field with Jordan Davis ever. Um, unless you're Bama. Unless you're Alabama, I guess. I don't think Jordan Davis is that good. Really? You no. think he's a, a physical? I think he's just a tall, fat guy. Uh, he's athletic. He's pretty quick, though. He's pretty athletic. He's pretty quick, though. I'm I'm going to take the Bulldogs. I do worry some bit for their, their quarterback play, but it hasn't stopped them too much badly so far. But by the time the game make happens, a case, make a case for Michigan, for or are you? Michigan has probably the best, if not one of the best, running back tandems in the nation. It's pretty good <clears throat> with Blake Corum and Hassan Haskins, and that Michigan defense is good. I don't know that I trust the Georgia offense. Yeah, it's and gonna I, be like a ten to three game. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be first to ten kind of game. I don't like. I don't know that Georgia can stop both Corum and Haskins, and if you throw both of them on the field together with JJ McCarthy in the backfield, and you just run triple option all day, <laughs> run the Navy Tell and Kate Army McNamara offense just to not mess up. Right, exactly. Like, I would. I'm probably still leaning more towards Georgia, but like Pete said, it's going to be a ten to three kind of game. The other thing, Pete, we have to consider is we've been. We've been big fans of a one George Pickens of Georgia for a long time on this show. Oh, yeah. And he's playing again. That's true. I can't not pick Georgia when George Pickens plays. That's valid. He is so talented. He's very it's good. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't there there are some like wide receiver is my favorite position to watch in football. And so it's like when I find somebody that's like, you know, blows me away when in their play that was George. Like he was one of those for sure. So I'm excited just to see what he does. For sure, for but sure. I can't not back George Pickens. Last but we'll see. game. Alabama Cincy in the Cotton Bowl. Does anybody here believe Cincy's going to pull this off? Say I. I want to say it so bad. I do I too. Say it so bad. <laughs> only <laughs> only to be a contrarian I was, though. Yes, I don't like I don't I, think anybody is seriously picking Cincinnati. I, I I don't think I can. I don't. I, don't I haven't I done enough research to make like a any sort of a smart sounding case for them, other than like it's just like a it, it would be a written in the stars thing, like it would be Desmond Ritter being like I've got my chance, you know, this is my last hope at doing something for this school that like we've you know, if if Desmond Ritter beats Bama, he's a first round pick probably. So like there based you go. Off of that alone. Yes, it's yes, it's winning this game. No problem. I'm gonna pick Bama. No, I'm pick. <laughs> and I'm gonna throw like a like a like a 25 on it. Oh, we could probably throw a 30 plus on that one. You want to go 30 honest. plus? Yeah. 36. Six. All right. Will I be cheering hardcore for Cincy? Yes, I will. Cause I, I for the whole the last two years have just I've wanted them in so badly. They deserve the chance. Yeah. They deserve the chance. And then watch them lose, and everybody's going to play narrative ball and say, this is why we don't want group of five. Which is, I, I, it's, I don't like that. I don't either, but OU belongs in group of five if we're doing that. <laughs> exactly. Texas is basically Texas, yeah. Conference USA. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, those were some of our picks for... Um, the uh, confidence pool that we're having between all the KCLU, or at least some of the KCLU sports things. Uh, once we get it done, we can tweet out uh, our confidence pool. True. Make sure to follow us on, on Twitter at KCLU. I think it's Penalty Box penalty KCLU. Penalty Box KCLU. Although I might just start tweeting everything about the Penalty Box from my personal account because 
Sometimes I just forget to tweet things off the Pelly Box account. <laughs> I can't God. Hey, we I could, you know, honesty is the best policy. All right. When we come back, here. talk a little NFL, maybe talk about a little other sports, a little basketball. Not college basketball though, because that doesn't exist yep, anymore. No, You're we listening don't know what that is. to the Pelly Box <laughs> Saturday edition, KCLU. Young people from all walks of life have volunteered to take part in a frightening experiment. They are allowing their brains to be altered. Altered to induce paranoia, heart malfunction, memory loss, even early senility. Unfortunately, this is not an experiment. It's what slowly happens to you when you keep smoking pot. No one has to alter your brain. You've already volunteered to do it to yourself. It is with sound mind and body that I, James Fredericks III, after fighting with all direct family members for decades, leave my entire fortune of $32 million to the one friend I had in the end, the package delivery guy, Matt Songer. Woohoo! Yeah! I had a feeling about this. Uh-huh. I'm rich! Oh, this cannot be happening. Actually, it's not happening. What? what? And it never will. I don't get it. There aren't even people here. That's just one of those murmuring sound effects. Seriously? Listen, if you want to have money in your future, don't rely on luck. Huh. Put 10 bucks away each month. Cook once in a while instead of eating out. Okay. Pay down your high-interest credit cards. Right. Small changes today, big bucks tomorrow. So, no inheritance? Uh, no. Go to FeedThePig.org for more free ideas. FeedThePig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. And just to be clear, no inheritance, right? The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. Tony Box Saturday edition here on KCLU 88.1 FM. We got Jack. Hello. We got Joseph. Aloha. And we just got done talking a little college football, a little smooth, bowl games. Dude. Thank you. Thank you. Proud of you. It. Thank you. And now we're going to talk a little bit of football again, <laughs> this time at the NFL level. And we had football. a crazy game on Thursday. Bonkers. We did. Between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings come out on top. 3826 3628 It's all right. It's fine. Anyway, uh 3628, they took the win after almost squandering a 23-point lead going into halftime. Mhm. Nolton, did you watch this game? I watched the tail end of it when the Steelers were on their one final drive, so I did see Chase Claypool TikTok dance their way to the <laughs> loss column. Uh, you know, it was uh, there was many there was many lo- uh, many people blaming him for wasting like three seconds with that little celebration. Nah, I wish it like nine. I do want to point. Yeah, no, it was it was a long time. It was a long. Time. I do want to point out that Joe Buck, in the same tone, said Vikings win it, just like after they had won the game against the Saints with the miracle, which kind of <laughs> gave me some deja vu. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, listen, Joe Buck, they just beat the now six six and one Steelers. Let's calm down. With a tie. Yeah. To the Lions. To the Lions. Hey, man. The Vikings won the Misery Bowl. That's true. The only two they teams did. this season to not beat the Lions. 
But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. The Vikings are so weird. Like, I feel like they've been playing pretty well recently, but they're still just six and seven. A lot of their games have only been one score. Right. If Even after going up by 26 <laughs> or 23. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember looking at it going into the third quarter. It was 29 to 7, and I was like, all right, let's just finish this game up. And then I looked up, and it was like 14 29. And I was like, oh, okay, they have a chance. And then they, I look up, and it's it's a one-score game, and they're driving. And I'm like, oh, my God. Ooh. What the – I mean, this Steelers team really is just – Weird. Really weird. They are. Especially offensively because they, Najee Harris is basically running behind five cinder blocks that don't know how to block downfield. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger, I don't even know where he – I don't – I. If he doesn't retire, honestly, they can have Jared Goff. I've been saying it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've been saying it for the whole season. He's not good. No. No, he needs Cam to go. He hasn't right been there. good for a few years, no, man. No, he hasn't. No, he's he hasn't. been bad. And now they're like, people are going to be like, draft a quarterback, and this quarterback draft room's not good. Can he pick it? Awful. Hey, that's future Detroit Lion to you. Whoa. Kenny that's Tugloves. rule breaker, Kenny Pickett, by the way. Nah. Nah, Kenny Pickett. He's a trendsetter. He's, gonna, you, he's a rule maker. Where do you side with that? Kenny did Pickett's you, coming home. Did you like it? Where'd he go? No, he's he's gonna he's at Pitt and he's gonna get drafted oh, right, to Pittsburgh. Right. Uh, I like that they didn't allow fake slides. I do too. No, nah, that's Mickey Mouse. It's not fair for Come the on, defender. It's not safe. It, it doesn't matter. It's not fair for <laughs> a defender because then when you if nothing in nothing in football is fair to a defender. That's very true. Something has to be fair to a defender. Nah. at least one thing. Like the poor because, kid in the clip, like just pulls up and he's probably getting clowned for stopping, and he's like, "Well, I was." Well, it's either that or rules. because at that point, if you see a quarterback looking like he's about to slide, you have to decide in that moment, in that one frame of a second, whether you're going to go out and lay him out or not. And if you do, any any. And he does slide, yeah. then that's a 15-yard penalty. But if you don't, and he does, and he does the fake slide, it's just a win-win for the offense. I'd like to see Ben Roethlisberger attempt the fake slide. I think he probably would tear every bone in his leg or muscle in his leg. <laughs> tear that. every bone. Tear every bone. Everything. Everything in his leg. Nah, you're, I think you're right. <laughs> but pretty much the uh, the player of the game, though, Dalvin Cook. Chase Claypool. At his first game back. Yeah. Yes, yes. Ten, yep. It was like 10 days after he tore his labrum. Nick and I were talking about that. That's crazy. 27 carries, 205 yards, and two touchdowns. Unreal. The Seven and a half yards a carry, man. The, the player of the game for the Vikings was Chase Claypool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was. Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Corvette really... Corvette. Claypool really a game changer. <laughs> Corvettes are sometimes a game changer. Corvette, Corvette really is. All right. Games for tomorrow. Ooh. Usually don't get to say that. Yeah, we get to preview instead starting, of review. Starting yeah. off on CBS, we got the Browns and the Ravens. Ooh. Ooh. What a weird game. Nick's going to the Ooh. Browns game. Really? Tomorrow? Yeah. Wow. Ravens are going to win. They Probably. Yeah. They don't look <laughs> great. But the Browns somehow the Browns look worse. Well, look worse. This is a, this is, I think um, uh, Kareem Hunt's back for the Browns. It don't if matter. This, if it's something. <laughs> it does not matter. It right, don't whatever. matter. I'm just offering I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Raiders, Chiefs, Chiefs on a five-game winning streak. Six uh, game. Yeah, I think the Chiefs will be fine. They're on a pretty good winning skid against the the Raiders. Yeah, I think I it'll think probably end up being the Chiefs. I feel like they usually drop one of two against the Raiders, but I I don't know. I think I don't. I'm not going to predict them too. Yeah, yeah. that's very fair. <laughs> uh, probably the grossest game of the day: Jets Saints. Ew. Ooh, Jets Saints. 
Who's starting at quarterback for the Saints? Uh, starting is it probably is it Simeon. Taste him again. Taste him I think it's Did you taste watch Taste him last week? I don't have to to tell he you that I'd rather so have Tim bad. Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we love left. We stand lefty quarterbacks. That's tight end Tim Tebow to you, Joseph. Pete, I think the grosser game tomorrow is uh, Seahawks Texans. Yeah, that's the grossest game. What? What do you mean what, dude? That game is awful. <laughs> Listen, it might be awful, but I think Saints Jets is just a smidge worse. You know, I, I think you're a little biased. Maybe I am a little biased. I, I see that sweatshirt. There's literally a team not eligible for the playoffs playing in that other game, in the Seahawks game. I know. <laughs> True. Even I the think, Lions are still playoff I eligible. About this. What about this Cowboys-Washington game? That's a big game. Mike McCarthy, we will win this football game. He declared that they will win. Oh, he did? Yep. That means uh, Washington, Washington football team by 50. Washington is going to win that game. Easily. I also just think it's like... How are you going to say that when you're about to go on the on the road against a team that was two and six and they're six and six now? Yeah, they're, I mean, they're one of like other than the Patriots, they're probably the one like, of the most red hot teams in the league. In yeah, so I think that'll be an interesting one. And anytime you promise a win, you're going to lose. Just look at Matt Hasselback. Yeah, we're going to get the ball and we're going to score. Pretty much, pretty much. What he do? Threw a pick six. Dang. It's tough out here. Hey, man, he did throw for a touchdown. He did. He did. He did Somewhat throw for a scored. touchdown. Yeah. I think pick sixes should count as touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. I've been saying for a little <laughs> bit now that if you throw an interception, <laughs> it should count <laughs> as a completion. But whatever the return yards are, past or just return yards blanketly, it, like it, it is deducted from your passing total. Can I be honest? I kind of think interceptions are a Mickey Mouse stat. I don't think they define, like. Not always. Not always. Like, if I hit my receiver's hands... I think 90% of interceptions are luck. I think 90% of them are like a ball gets just tipped up in the air and someone's just right there. Maybe like 40% of them. I don't know. Maybe I mean, it's 90 this year. You gotta give a little so credit. I, I yeah. just look at Trayvon like, Diggs. I'm just like, man, he's, I don't not, think that, he's, not, he's that not that good. Trayvon he just Diggs. has a ton of interceptions. Right. Maybe I'm saying blasphemous things. I don't know. He was but, like... No, nah, I think you're spitting a little bit. It's Sports Saturday. That's the time for <laughs> blasphemous things. He was like... On in route to having the most interceptions in a season, right? And at the same time, in route to giving up the most passing yards. My point exactly. The epitome of that of that season is that sequence against the Patriots. Yeah, he got a pick six and then got burned for a touchdown. The next, the next play for sure. (laughs) Good lord. Yeah, we got a couple more games on the slate. Let's talk. Let's talk about uh, uh, Bills Buccaneers. The Bills have not been playing too too well, and now they got to head down to uh, good old Tampa Bay to take on TB and the Bucks. Um, I'm going to quote uh, the great Peyton Haverman here. Mm. This is a oh, I just blanked on what he actually said, but I Dang. think it's kind of a do or die game for the Bills. I think this is the Bills. They need to they need a win here to prove that they're still AFC contenders in my in my book. Otherwise, yeah. they go down to seven and six. Because the Colts are not the Colts, the Patriots. Patriots Pats, are yeah. are right on their tail, right. In terms of that, AFC. I think the Pats are winning. The Pats are ahead now. Are, are they now? Leading. Yeah, Pats yeah. are like nine and four, eight and four. My goodness, they're balling. Um, so I think this is a big game for the Bills. I think they're going to get it done, though. I do think you think they'll get it done. Game. Yep, I think the Bills are going to win. Joseph, ah, uh, I think I'm going to take the Bills too. I think uh, I, tr- I trust Josh Allen. I think, yeah, think? and I think <laughs> after after Monday's showing, I think Sean McDermott's gonna make Josh Allen run a little bit. 
because he didn't do that on Monday. Some sprints. Yeah, honestly, and that's <laughs> that's a big reason the Bills lost on Monday. For sure, for sure. Who are you picking? Oh, um, I'm picking the uh, Bucks. I don't trust. I don't trust the Bills no more. It's valid in Tampa too. It, it you know. Yeah, it's gonna be 79 degrees. Nice. According to AccuWeather. Purdy. So if you're in Tampa, um, it's gonna be nice weather. I don't know whenever it's not. I don't know why you need to tell anyone <laughs> from Tampa that. And by the way, Tampa people, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. <laughs> hey, did you know your city's nice. warm? <laughs> it's warm down there. <laughs> don't wear your coat. Don't, don't wear your coat. Put that coat down. Why do you have jeans? You why? don't need those. You don't need jeans. Actually, do you? well. Jeans are kind of all-purpose. Nah. And also, if you want to get a ticket to this game, it Not starts really? at $226. Oh, good my Lord. goodness. As opposed to the Seahawks <laughs> game, which is $17. Yeah. I heard uh, there was like a time when you could get a ticket to a Texans game during the day and a Rockets game that night for cheaper than like a meal at like a fast food place. I re- yeah, I that remember that. That's, That's crazy. Fair. All right. Sunday night football. <laughs> State Farm Foot Fungus. Anti-vaxxer Aaron Rodgers <laughs> <laughs> taking on his his Chicago Bears that he owns. He does. He does. Uh, one of my one of my favorite things to do whenever uh, you know us and, and some of our other friends play football is I like to the first like cadence I ever learned was Aaron Rodgers saying like the greatest thing. thing. So I've started adding saying things like you know my best friend's Joe Rogan. I love State Farm. I made. I think that's what Aaron Rodgers. That's what he would do. That's what he would do. He'd do that uh, into some of his. Real I think we should mic him up. Yeah, I think we should too. We never know what he says. I think it'd just be funny that he would. He like tries to t- sell his teammates insurance in the locker room. I think he does. Yeah, he's like, hey man, you want to get the? <laughs> some, do you want the Rodgers rate? Do you want, you want some, some State life Farm with the Rodgers rate? <laughs> <laughs> no, throw me the football. Uh, <laughs> I also think just the. The sheer inevitability of this disaster that is about to unfold for the Chicago Bears when they're on national television against Packers in hey Lambeau. Man, Justin Fields it goes is coming so back. Well for him. It always goes so well. It goes so well. Hey! It's going to be 35 it's degrees. It's SNF in Lambeau for the Bears. It just never, it never works. It don't matter. It never works. Justin Fields is elite. He's good, I think. I, he's He hasn't been good this year, but I think that's more due to Matt Nagy. Yeah, and the Packers it, like, are going to stomp the Bears by 80. Probably. Like for the re- like the games near this in terms of like the favorites, the Chargers are favored by nine and a half against the the Giants. The Bengals are favored by one. The Buccaneers are favored by three. The Packers are favored by twelve. Yeah, Damn. I think that's generous. That's that's <laughs> more than the Broncos are favored against the Lions. Yeah, it is. Yep. Unreal. That's that is unreal. That's the the you know the things you love to see. That's Those. one of them. <laughs> that's one of them. Are that's the Lions one of them. getting their second win this week? Lions Absolutely. are playing. Absolutely. Have you Broncos. seen Teddy Bridgewater play recently? Yeah, it's, it's been bad. Give, give it back it's to Drew Locke, dude. Come on. Honestly. Give it back to him. Give him the reins back. Last, <laughs> last game, Monday Night Football, Rams-Cardinals. Um, I think in a similar vein to the Bills this week, this is another big do-or-die game for the Rams. Um, you know, against a division opponent, the best team in football, I think you come out, beat them on the road. That's a huge statement for the Rams. Do I think they're going to do it? No. Yes, I do, actually. I, I think don't. The, I think I, yeah, I would tend to agree. It's Matthew Stafford in primetime, and he's been pretty all right in primetime throughout his career. Not, yeah, you can I mean, Some you can of his, some of his better like games came out of Monday Night Football. All right. I so. trust I trust the Matthew Stafford OG. Um, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Okay. Um, I think they're playing really solid. Uh, I do think it's impressive how much they won without Kyler playing. Yeah, Honestly, 
It is. That, like, that, <laughs> like, I think we all kind of, after, especially after those trades the Rams made and like signing Odell, trading for Vaughn, I think we all kind of expected them to be the NFC team to beat. But holy cow, the Cardinals are incredible. They're just quiet. They're like quiet about it. Like, oh, they're 10 yeah, and they're, two and they're suddenly I feel like just we're not, like, even amongst us, like, yeah, we're we all don't. like follow sports. I like, we don't talk about them. Right. No. Among us? Is that what you said? Even among us? All right. Now we're going to move on. Uh, 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 totally box the code? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're not playing among us. Why That's not? what you think, Peter. We're yeah. not playing. We Peter have, sus, Peter we sus. We have to do the penalty box. Uh, that's what you think. Can we just play Among Us instead? No. Oh. I'm opening Among Us right now. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you got Joseph. Gotta, Joseph, it's your debut. Joseph. He's actually, he's he's loading Among Don't, Us. He, he has Among Us on his phone. <laughs> he does. Uh, I do have Among Us on my phone. Joseph. Joseph, you got to concentrate. It's I closed it. I closed it. It's your debut. I closed it. Hold on. My Hold phone on. is down. That's fair. All right. I need to get a couple more questions, so y'all just chat about for a little bit. So, the Pistons. Oh, the Pistons. What's up? Yeah. Cade. Uh, Cade's good. Cade is so good. They uh, Dwayne Casey needs to uh, fire Corey Joseph to some other team for a second, <laughs> a heavily protected uh, second round pick. Don't my man Corey Joseph. I, look, like I that. like Corey Joseph. He ended the season really strongly with the Pistons last year, but the fact that he's taking away PT from Killian Hayes yeah, that's not good. is beyond irritating. And, um, all right. They have Sadiq Bay, right? Yeah, he's, he's been he's not been good really? this year. He's playing very scared. Oh. He was one I thought was a kind of untouchable for them in their rebuild, but maybe not. I not anymore, I don't think. All right, I have the questions. Questions? We all Gucci. I also have oh. to ask Joseph, you Joseph, have you not about done Isaiah this before? after this is all done with this. But well, would you like to explain <laughs> the rules? Yeah, I can. Um, so, the rules of the penalty box are as follows, Joseph. You will have two minutes. Peter's going to ask you a bunch of trigonometry questions. You are not allowed to use a calculator. No quizlet uh, either. To solve them in your head. No, I'm kidding. They're icebreaker questions just about you. You'll try to answer as many as you can, and then when we're done, Peter will tally up your score, and then we'll talk about some of your answers. The record is 32. Oh, my goodness. Which was set by Tyler Kading. Uh, I don't think I'm going to break it. I think if I get to, like, 20, I'll be happy. Um, okay. I, I appreciate the humbleness, though. Some people have come on here and been very confident and have not done all too well. So, yeah. um, I think if the record was like 25, yeah. I may have been, had a little bit more confidence, but 32 is a 30, lot. 32, 32 That's like a four lot. seconds I, of question. I went last week because we didn't have a guess, and I got, I got 20. So I'll be content but with time. We're, we're excited, yes. Are you, are you excited for your penalty box debut? Yeah. Are you nervous? A little bit. Don't be nervous. It's, okay. It'll be fine. I'm not nervous anymore. All right. All right. Ready, Peter? Three, two, one. Go. If you want a million dollars, what would you do with it? Um, Probably pay off my college and donate a lot of it and probably buy a house. If you could trade places with a character from your favorite movie or TV show, which one would you choose and why? James P. Sullivan. <laughs> James P. Sullivan, man. I like That'd be so cool. Uh, if you could change your name, what would you change it to? Jeremiah. Would you... What do you think makes a good friend? Um... I don't know, just like building a strong relationship and having like strong communication, like spending time with each other. What's something you have in common with the person sitting next to you? Um, Nolte and I have actually lived in Wisconsin. It's true. If you were a famous person, what would you be famous for? Uh, probably writing. Imagine you're discovering a beautiful island where you decide to build a new society. What's your first rule in this place? Um, you can't touch the trees. <laughs> if, it, <laughs> if it was raining meatballs, would you eat one of them? Nah. If you could pick three animals to put together and create a new animal, which ones would you pick? An alpaca, a whale shark, and a llama. It'd be a llamsharka. If you could be in any emoji, which one would you be? 
Um, the cowboy hat one. If you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? Uh, teleportation. If you had a time machine, could go on, if you could only work once, what point in the past or future would you visit? Um, so basically you're stuck there. Maybe like 2012. I don't know. If you were running for president, what would your campaign slogan be? Oh, gosh. Uh, steaming hot cup. Uh, what's something you're looking forward to and why? Uh, graduation. Uh, definitely ready to get out into the real world. Uh, what animal best represents you today and why? Definitely a golden retriever. Um, <laughs> just like, I don't know. I feel like I've got a lot of energy. Uh, what's the weirdest thing in your fridge right now? Um, old Texas Roadhouse. Ah. Time. And the alarm that means you have to go to your 8 a.m. means the quiz is over. Ah. Peter will tally up your responses. Um, I have to be honest. Who is James P. Sullivan? Uh, it's the guy from Monsters, Inc. Oh, that's his full name. Just say you don't know film, No, bro. no, I don't. Just say you I, don't I, know I don't. film. I never pretended that I did. I never pretended that I did. If you were to put James P. Sullivan on your football team, Knowlton, what position or positions would he play? This is an important question. We talked about this at work oh, last night. Oh, my goodness. Or two days ago. Last night. Off the bat, I'm thinking tight end. Bold. Uh, and maybe somewhere on the D-line, like a d defensive end or a linebacker. Interesting. Interesting. We uh, we had talked about this last night at work. Uh, we did like the full Disney slate, um, so I didn't give you that option. That's okay. But we had determined that we, at least I would play James P. Sullivan uh, at middle linebacker. And Ooh, um, as like a power running back. Is that what you and Sarka said, Peter? Yeah. I'm putting Randall at running back. So he can just turn invisible and run away. Interesting. Yeah, some powers. Okay. I chose Thanos as my DT. That's valid. Thanos is DT. Jordan yeah. Davis is basically Thanos. Um, can't touch the trees? Do you mean like environmentally? Like no chopping them down and no like. Like yeah, I also yeah. just kind of panicked and like that was. The, <laughs> <laughs> that was don't the first thing I could the, think of. And don't I'm touch not. the trees. Don't touch the trees. Um, <laughs> what was the what was the alpaca whale shark alpaca. I'll pa I don't even remember. It was good. What you said was good. I was like Lomsharka or Lom something. Lomsharka, that's what Lom it was. Sharka. That's awesome. Okay, uh, Peter, I want to ask you this and, and I this too. You said the cowboy hat emoji? Yeah. What emoji are you being? What's, my, like what's my favorite emoji? Or like, no, what would no you, which one, are, what, which are, one you? are you? What am I? I'm the, uh, I'm the poop emoji. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the 100 emoji. No, I'm kidding. All right. Ooh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm probably Ooh. the 100, 100 I'm devil emoji. I'm probably the one that like... Uh, like the t like the one where the teeth is like chattering, where it's like oh yeah, oh like yeah, that yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I probably that That's one. That's funny. Um, we both we did both live in Wisconsin. Yeah, I was wondering what you were gonna say for that. You live near Kenosha, Kenosha and Racine. Yeah. That's right. I Down also south. lived in Wisconsin. Yeah, you didn't did you? Where? Uh, where? Where? Cheese land. Where, Peter? Cheese land. I've never <laughs> been to Wisconsin. <laughs> That's a shame. Never. Go. Damn. To Milwaukee. We can go. Time. How many did you get? Oh, sorry. Uh, sixteen. Oh. oh. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. It's your debut. You'll yeah, have that's plenty true. of semesters to come back and make Two. and make further. Oh, which one was the one I laughed? Jeremiah is a great name, by the way. That was the first one I for came up reason, with. For some reason, like I popped a name popped up in my head for you, and it was Roger. How do you feel about that? that I bad? hate it. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> my my parents actually almost named me Tucker. Fun fact of the day. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah, my there was like a know. snowmobile racer guy who's named Tucker, and my mom really liked him. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And she almost that named much. me after him. That's, I was yeah, like, that, I'm wow. so glad that that did not happen. You wouldn't eat the meatballs if they ran out of the sky? Would wow. you drink the rain? Well, if it's 
marinara sauce. Heck yeah, I would. <laughs> I figured it was the same concept. Like if I'm, I like I will drink water out of the tap. I'm not, I'll drink the rain. I sometimes drink the rain. Yeah, I don't I drink, drink a whain. whole lot. Yeah, because it's well, groundwater. You also, also kind of can't. Like it's hard. What do you mean? It's water. You gotta, can't, you just water can't be hard, you bro. It. No, but. Yeah, what do you what do you mean? <laughs> what, what did you just say? I said water can't be hard. Yes, it can. That's ice. That's not water. No, it's that's the same frozen. Thing. It's frozen water. Oh my lord! This uh, is gonna right. get into the is water water debate too. And <laughs> it's I don't, not. I don't. There was that. one that made me that. laugh. Wait, what was your campaign slogan? <laughs> yeah, what was steaming hot? Steaming hot cup. Steaming I cup. I panicked. I was trying to make a steaming joke out of like cup, cup of Joe. Oh, <laughs> so nice. I panicked and just said steaming hot cup. What would your campaign slogan be? Um. Really cold water <laughs> to combat his slogan. <laughs> mine would be, mine would be. Uh, I don't want to make a campaign slogan for myself. I want Cameron Payne of the Phoenix Suns campaigns to campaign. run for something. So it's campaigns campaign. That's great. You're spitting. And, or, and his slogan is just the word campaign. Or mine would be like, <laughs> if you don't vote for me, you, you're, you're I, that, you have cooties. Oh. Uh-oh. Cooties okay. even. Yeah. yeah. Bold. All right. Well, is that all that I think I think we're I think we're just about out of time. Joseph, I hope you enjoyed your time on the penalty. Yeah, it was a lot You'll of fun. Thanks for having me. During our regularly scheduled hours at some point. Of if course. you can. Um and have you take another crack at the penalty box and all yeah, that stuff. I'll I'll practice. Um yeah. Peter, you want to outro us? Um send us off. Like, like one of those classic YouTube outros. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for watching. Make sure to punch that subscribe button. Make sure to hit that notification. Make sure to hit a like. It really helps out the channel. 20% of you aren't subscribed to the channel. So make sure to think about hitting that subscribe button. Okay, this was terrible. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Joseph, for coming on. Thank you so much, everybody, for, for listening on this very, very intriguing Saturday. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, until then, have fun, study hard, and bing bong. Um, bing bong. Wait, 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 wait. wait, give me the call letters. KCOU eighty-eight point one. Okay. Hey.